You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me, as usual, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Um, you know, haven't haven't had many of these uh, bi-week shows. No, so, this uh, is irregular for yeah, us. Yeah, so we're for pulling sure. out all the stops tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, you know, when, when this came up, um, you know, about a month or so ago that this is going to happen, I wasn't sure, you know, were we going to have a show, were we were going to do anything here, uh, but I think it's for the best that while we're in season, we always have a show, whether we have something to talk about or not, you know, it was up in the air, but we, we decided to go for it, and actually the person that alerted me to this bye week uh, about five or six weeks ago with an article on his site was... Mike Drago, who is joining us again this evening. Uh, It's been multiple times you've been on the show, and we appreciate that, Mike. And also here with him is Jeff Reinhart, making his first appearance on the Bulldog Hour from Lancaster Online, Lancaster Sports. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, great to be here, always. Love to come into the uh, Bulldogs Museum. (laughs) Well, yeah, first time here. This is the ultimate... uh Wilson Man Cave, you got here. This yes, is awesome. Yes. Great studio. Fabulous. Thank, thank you. And I do apologize to everyone, our guests, and, and those watching for the delay. Of course, first time in a very long time that we've had technical issues. I don't know. Stream wasn't working, but hopefully the workaround, hopefully everyone is watching us. If not, you'll have to catch it afterwards. But we've got a, a fun and uh, interesting show tonight because we're not recapping a game. Yeah. We are on the bye week. All of 6A was in, in District 3. So there's uh, four games to be played this coming Friday and Saturday. The Bulldogs will be playing on Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, in Harrisburg against the Cougars. And we will be previewing that game completely. But before we do, I just want to take some time and introduce our guests here. Primarily Jeff, since we haven't had you on the show before. Um, Jeff, you're here with us. Um, you cover um, Lancaster Sports Football in the fall yep. for uh, LancasterOnline.com, uh, yep. the LNP Media Group. Yep. Um, so j- just fill us in and how long you've been doing this. And, <laughs> Forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long while. I think my first byline was in 1993 for Lancaster newspapers. It's been a while. And then we started started Lancaster Online, started Lank Sports in like 08, 09. Okay. And I was in on that. Uh, had to go away for a little while. I went to Penn Live. Uh, Just for people will remember for a couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. But uh, happily back and very glad to be back at, at, with Lancaster and Lancaster Online and LMP and, and, and that organization. Love it. Been covering LL football for years and years and years along with this guy and District 3 and, you know, just love it. Love covering LL football. Uh, it's been my main beat for got to be 20 years now. Just uh, enjoy the league, enjoy the kids, enjoy the coaches, enjoy the camaraderie. Love what you guys do. The kids appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, playoffs. Yeah, exactly. playoffs. yeah. the second season <laughs> is here. But, yeah, Jeff, you are, you're the guy um, from the LL media that as soon as I got back here and started doing this over a decade ago, I was yeah. like, this is the guy I need to get my information from for, for the Lancaster-Lebanon aspect of it. Of course, here, Mike was the guy. 
in, in the Reading Burks area oh, yeah. um, that latching on to. And and Mike Mike reached out to me when he he wanted to find out who was running the Wilson Bulldogs account <laughs> to see if it was legit. You yeah, know, yeah. like is there an adult running this account? Because you know how some of the high school accounts you got yeah. students so, running them. So yeah. sort of, they're like, sort right, of an adult. A quasi adult was running the Wilson account. Yes, um, but yeah, Jeff, following you on Twitter primarily, that's where you seem to put out a lot of your a lot of your stuff. Um, when I found all the stats and the, the, the takeaways and the helmet stickers and all the stuff that you pump out daily, um, I was like, I'm, I'm glad Wilson's in, in the LL to have someone that covers them like this. Uh, and yeah, just wonderful. I don't, I don't sleep much during football. <laughs> by, by, by about 5 a.m. I'm usually up writing something of some sort. I just like to be thorough with it. Mike's the same way. You know, I do, it's much, this beat is much more than just showing up on a Friday night and covering a game. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stats. There's a lot of previews. There's a lot of notebooks. There's a lot to do with with football. If you take the beat seriously, and now with 37 teams, wow, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. But yeah, I enjoy that. I I I pride myself. If nothing else, I pride myself on being pretty thorough. Yeah. Well, and, and you certainly are because. I go through all of your. You are the reason I subscribe to Lancaster on oh, the Lancaster newspaper. I want to get everything in depth um, throughout the football season, and seeing your your posts, it's just so exciting. But when the merger came up, finally, when you know, it felt like we were talking about it forever, and then it w- went through, and then two years later, here we are, and it's happened. Thirty seven teams, huge oh. league, a lot of coverage. Um, but you also mentioned that. F- the high school sports offer so many stories outside of just the games being played. Sure. Uh, that was something that was brought up multiple times when we first talked to Mike about his new site now a year plus ago of, are there still going to be the, the, the stories, not just yeah. the wins and losses and the game coverage. Are you going to still have those, those pieces? Um, which everyone was happy that that is true, but was the merger, the reason for the two of you to drum up a partnership this year between yeah. Um, LNP and Mike Drago Sports. How, how did that come about? Well, it speaks to his thoroughness as well, because he had to, he had to know all these LL teams. I had to know all the Burks teams, and I, I was excited when I got the call from him saying, "Hey, what do you think of this?" Yeah, well, you know, I talked to Jeff throughout the season and the off season, and and he expressed concerns that LNP wanted to cover all the games, but yeah. just didn't have the staff to do it. And of course I'm in the same position that uh, I want to cover every game for the website, MikeDragosports.com, And, you know, just don't have available 12 to 13, 14 people to send out there. So I said, let's, why don't we just join forces? We'll share stories and pictures on game night and uh, help each other out. And I think it's, it's going great. Absolutely. Oh, a great resource. I need stats. I need a kid's name. I need. I need anything. I can go to Mike, and I, and and our stuff there is for him as well for the Burks for the Burks crew, and they and they can jump on and see all that. I remember when all this kind of hit the fan a couple of years ago. Our big boss, sweating it out a little, boss, and he said, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna cover all this. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna not cover." Hamburg against Fleetwood. We're going to cover that because the people want to read that. I mean, we need to cover our league. So I was really excited, you know, yeah. when, when they got a deal done and said, hey, let's do this and let's yeah. get together and, and share. And uh, it's worked out awesome. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed like a perfect partnership. Yeah, I was I was excited. Um, I remember when, when Joey sent me the post uh, on, on Mike's site that had that it was announcing kind of like uh, what was to come. I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I was, I was really excited. Is this happening? 
This yeah, really exactly. Happening. I was like, pretty much. I, right, said, I, was, yeah. I was like, this is this is amazing. Yeah, I was waiting a couple a couple of months maybe for the ink to dry. <laughs> on me. I, remember, I was like, is this going to happen, Mike? Can be posted, man. Yeah, but the, it no, it it uh, the people at LNP couldn't have been any greater to work with, and I you know spoke to your bosses and and your sports editor, and you know we just. Wanted to hash out a few details like, you know, what are we going to do on a Friday night? What are we going to share? You know, set, set the boundaries. And uh, as I told Laura Eckert, the sports center, I said, we met, or we, we had a phone conference about 10 days before the season. I said, well, we're going to know a lot more Friday night at around two in the morning <laughs> than we know right now. Yeah. And But it actually, first night went smoothly and uh, it's gone smoothly ever since. But the great thing for readers of my website is, you know, you can not only... Uh, have access to the Burks games, but I will pull off five or six of the key games in LL if it's Cocalico, you know, playing Garden Spot or or Hempfield against, uh, you know, Township or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know, a, 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 yeah, Township. Sure, because Wilson fans are interested in those Section One games. So I've tried to post the Mannheim Township games and Hempfield games almost every week, and um, you know, so I think it's a win-win. I agreed, thousand percent. Oh, it's yeah. been great, and hopefully. Knock on wood, it keeps getting better. Yeah, I hope, and I hope it's continuing. And I like going back on what you said, Jeff, about you know when this was all talked about, and and LNP basically said we're still going to cover Burks on Burks matchups. Works out perfectly because, as Mike said, if you're playing them, those are teams in your your section. You want to know what's happening. It doesn't matter that they're in Burks now; it's all one league. You still want to know what's happening. I spent. uh, I, I can safely say this, Jeff, without going around the entire state and examining everything. But our our two websites have to be the only place in the state where a, a huge league of 25 or more teams, mm-hmm. where there's an individual report and a box score on every game. Uh, yeah. Every game, Friday, all season. We have, you know, Friday night at midnight. Yep, usually. that's right. I spent, the su- I spent the summer, I hate to get off topic, I spent the whole summer, I took my vacation right away after volleyball, <laughs> I spent literally the whole summer reading everything he wrote and just prepping for these 13 teams. Uh, and Because I knew, and you guys know my coverage, I'm thorough, and I wasn't going to go into August not knowing anything about Hamburg, not knowing anything about Wyo, not knowing anything about whoever. So I spent the whole summer just doing my homework and getting ready so... When camps open and media day hit, I knew these 13 teams and I knew what I was talking about because I wanted to cover cover them thoroughly. Apparently, I should have spent more time on Section 3 because I completely bombed there. <laughs> don't, don't go back and look at my, okay, my preseason Section One 3. One of us sitting here did take Solenko to win that section title. Thank Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Jeff, yeah, um, your your previews, your very thorough previews for all these teams, yeah. uh, the, the, especially the LL ones, is what I've been going to you for years because I, I can do the Wilson stuff. I sure. have that, but I need to know all the rest of the stuff. Um, do you do you get all that information from talking to the coaches? Is that from your notes from the past year? Where do you gather all that? The previews. A lot of it's from the coaches. Okay, uh, just like Mike does, we send out stuff early in the summer, June. Usually mm-hmm. July at the very latest. Hey guys, I know you're scattering, but I need some notes because you know what I do when I have to start. I can't walk in August fifteenth <laughs> and start. Well, Impossible. Gosh, you would be so far behind. Impossible. <laughs> so a lot of it is stuff from the coaches. A lot of it is just the notebook from the year before, okay. and a lot of it's just I've been doing this for thirty years, and I just kind of know. Yeah. You know, and then we have 
I can go back and pull up stuff from last year and, you know, key players back and law. Oh, this kid. And, yeah. you know, you just keep stuff and you remember. And, uh, again, that's same with Mike. You just kind of pride yourself on that. You know, these kids, you know, the coaches, you know, the programs. Coaches have been really cool as far as getting stuff back to me early in the summer. And I can just kind of dive in and just kind of, okay, here we go. 2022, here we go. Yeah, we've found, you know, when Justin and I started this, what, eight, this is our eighth season now. And it's a little bit different because, you know, Justin works for the school and we've been around Wilson football for a long time. But when we brought it up to, to Coach Doms and just like, hey, do you care if we do that? He's like, no, this would be perfect to do something like that because they want the media coverage. They want the kids out there. Yeah. Um, so I'm. It's good to hear that other coaches are so receptive to you both and 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 the staffs coming to them. You know, sometimes you hear stories about usually upper levels college uh, pro about st- how standoffish people can get with with media and coverage and stuff yeah. like that. So, but it's good that the high schools have been so receptive, the coaching staffs to open up to you as much as possible. Yeah, we've both been covering this area for so long that. We have good rapports with all these guys, and they, they know who we are. And I think the line, the LL folks, especially with me, they kind of know what I write. I'm not in this to, like, throw kids under the right. balls and yes. say, Johnny dropped the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. And, no. and they lost because of him. Like, I don't really write that. It's high school kids, you know? Not shock journalism. No, I mean, come on. But they know who – they kind of know who we are. Yes. And they know what we do, and we're in it for, you know, kind of all the right reasons. And Right. Uh, it's odd and rare when I – don't get cooperation. You know, if I have to send like a second note saying, Hey, yeah. could you get this please? to me? Yeah. <laughs> Rarely. It's usually, you know, who gets the booby prize for first one back, you know, in 10 <laughs> minutes I got Dom's is usually first, you know, it's, interesting. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's like the first one or two back that I get every year, but uh good cooperation. And that just speaks to uh, the guys and, and just how seriously they take this and, they're all in it for the right reasons. Yes. So yeah. the, the last thing about the coverage and, and the history here, um, yeah. we talked about this a little leading up to this. Uh, you do picks, weekly picks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, look who's bringing this up, Jeff. You <laughs> notice the guy who's <laughs> been in first that. place here yeah. for weeks. Yeah, let's talk about our picks. Sure, Joe. What, no, no, what do no, you no. want to know? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not here to brag about being in first place of the Fearless Friday forecast okay. on MikeDragoSports.com, but I will point that out. Well, uh, well, I, you know, I really hope you win because first prize is a hoagie for May sandwich shop. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. Um, no, but my first interactions, I think, with you, Jeff, were um, not directly at you, but you know, I always like taking notes anytime you pick against Wilson because I, I have to be in you know, a part of the hype machine, drum up the motivation. Uh, that's always something. Um, that, that I prided myself on making sure, well, who did Jeff pick? You know, but more often than not, you were picking Wilson, but when you didn't, I made sure that everyone, everyone knew, um, and it's hanging up in the locker room, Jeff Reiner, no pick man on township or whatever game it was. Um, but yeah, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. And, and the coaches, I know they, they, they follow that too. I know they probably have talked to you time and time again. Thank And I think usually they're. Thank you for picking against, against us. us. Is the, is what <laughs> That's what like. I get. Yeah. I never get, thank you for picking us, man. <laughs> that was awfully nice of you. I, I don't know. I We always talk about this at the office and stuff, and it's, I, I uh, like, I don't know if, are we providing, like, inspiration for these kids? Uh, yes. <laughs> or, like, I mean, I, I yes. Like, I, really? 
I, I appreciate it that you're looking at it. I take those really seriously. I really break it down and I look at it. And then I get to a certain point in the season where I'm like, well, I did pick them to win the section. So I got I to pick them okay, here. Right, you know they got to win, I mean? right? Township might be playing a little better, but eh, I picked Wilson to win the section. I guess I better pick Wilson. And then I'll have the year where it's like, well, I picked Township to win the section. I, I got to pick them. Even though Wilson's 7-0, and I still got to pick Township. <laughs> it's, really, it's really hard. Uh, but it's, I don't know, it's one of the fun parts of the gig, yeah. I think, because it's just like, hey, this is my opinion, yep. and I think I think Mannheim Central is going to beat Exeter, and they almost did. They almost did. Joe, so. did you did you note that I've picked Wilson every week <laughs> this year? <laughs> he's old, I, I, I okay. did, did you? Okay, I didn't realize that you had that Roman Catholic, he's like, no, I'm not picking against him the rest of the year. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, I, I need to start keeping tabs on that. Who picks against Wilson? That that needs to be maybe that could be a new Bulldog Hour roundup. This is going to be like uh, like Nixon's enemy list. You, you know, <laughs> yeah, seriously, you're on the list. Doug Dom's going to uh, put a hit out on me if I uh, don't pick him this week. Seriously, I've gotten a lot of eyeballs after Wilson games <laughs> over the years. I'm always terrified when I go down on the field after like. Where's Ernie at? <laughs> <laughs> Avoid Ernie. Yeah. No, just don't make eye contact with Ernie. Keep walking. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad we can, uh, you know, provide the inspiration <laughs> for the kids. Well, I think I don't uh, know if it's so much the inspiration and motivation. motivation. It, it gives coaches a talking point. So indirectly, yeah. like there'd be like, no one thinks you can win, or you know, so and so from here. You know, they yeah. It, it it's it has come up. It has been in there. I I've know. seen it. I've heard and it. And like I said, I I study these and I I take these picks seriously. I don't just circle teams. So I would hope when the folks out there are reading these, they're saying, well, he he picked them for a reason. He broke the game down, and he he kind of knows this. Uh, I just don't go willy-nilly and start picking teams. I've picked Kutztown this year. I've picked – I think I picked Beckway Valley this year. I mean, I, I really take them seriously and uh, try to make good, safe picks based on my knowledge and the breakdown and the stats and the records and the tendencies and all that stuff. And, yeah. uh, he's the same way. Trust me. No, no. I'm flipping a coin. No. <laughs> Every Thursday morning at noon, yeah. Oh, early in the season when it's serious. Yeah. You're looking at him. You're breaking it down. Yeah. Well, I, last thing on that, I, I uh, a couple years ago now, I did a, a decade in review, a recap, and I just did, went over the best games in, in Wilson in the 2010s. And oh. one that made the list was Wilson at Hempfield back in – 2015 which was a really close game but i uh, i embedded your tweets leading up to For that real? because you uh you were <laughs> is this when the streak's gonna end because oh. it was about the section winning okay. streak uh and i that was uh I, I just remember that going over that i was like i remember interacting with jeff that night i need to put those in i went back in the timeline and they found were there? It. oh yeah oh yeah they were there was that that like 16 to 9 game or it six, was something wacky yeah. like that well, wilson yeah. scored late the last late two or three minutes yeah. yeah that was um, a great game was that the year township beat them no that was 2017 17. yeah this is a couple years before that mm-hmm. uh, this was in 2015 this was with um was uh, john fox shane dantzler uh, it was actually alex twyford who oh, scored sure. out of like almost like a wildcat right. quarterback was that, was that and, the game photo had a sack at the end Yes. Yes. And was that did that game also break the league record that Mannheim had set? Yeah, it either tied or broke. I can't remember which one it was. So it was close Um, though. It was very close. Well, you you, your tweet was something like, "Is this the night the Wilson streak ends?" or something like that. Wow. Um, And yeah, that that was always the one because I think I responded like you know 
the sweat emoji or whatever, or like, not tonight, Jeff, something something like that. Okay. So I didn't block you or me. <laughs> Man, I hope it would take more than that. Next. Or I would have I would have been blocked a yeah. long time ago, yeah. but no. So um, <laughs> just a few things from us here before we talk about Harrisburg. Obviously, we're deep. Uh, we're in the second season now. 6A had a bye week, so we're not recapping the Wilson game. We're going to preview Harrisburg, and we'll be back next week to recap the Harrisburg game and then preview the semifinals. Hopefully, Wilson's going to be a part of that. If not, you know, we'll recap the game and still talk about uh, who the remaining four teams are. But that would be the, the last show of the year. So um, hopefully that's not the case, but we will see. So uh, well, that would be November 13th. Um, same time, same place as usual. But we do want to also thank our sponsors, primarily my dad and May Sandwich Shop for uh, sponsoring the show, presenting us here at the Bulldog Hour since the beginning. And also our other Season 8 sponsors, including Mike Drago and MikeDragoSports.com, The Hop Family, Andy Herr, and our six anonymous donors. Nice. So appreciate all those helpful people and businesses supporting us here. And in addition to the sponsorship, advertising, the in-kind donations, be sure to visit the website bulldoghour.com and uh, subscribe to uh, to Justin's favorite. Yeah, like and share. Um, I know we mentioned on last week's show, a couple people after the township game were like, wait, I know those voices. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, you know, when you when you like it, spread the word. Um, you know, we, we like uh, when, when you guys... Tell us at the games, oh, I like this, or I like that, and you know things like that. So, um, yeah, just spread the word. Helps us uh, be able to do more with the show. Yes, for sure. So, um, Wilson Harrisburg, this is honestly it's not a big uh, series rivalry. This is only the tenth meeting between the two teams, but it's happened a lot recently. Like- so, yeah, it's right at the top of everyone everyone's mind because this will be. Um, the fourth time in five seasons the two teams have met. Um, and I, as Justin and I have been saying now, f- multiple shows as this became more and more of a reality. Um, Harrisburg has directly or indirectly ended Wilson's season every year since 2018. Wow. So, you know, there's a lot of history here of late. Um, this is the seventh playoff meeting between Wilson and Harrisburg. And Harrisburg does lead the series five games to four, at least according to the research from the Wilson stats book. Um, and the Cougars have won three in a row. Um, Harrisburg won the district championship last year over Wilson at Severance Field 14 to 10 on November 20th. And we have to go back to the, the 2015 season that we were just talking about for Wilson's last win over Harrisburg, which was 56 to six on November 13th, 2015 mm-hmm. in a 4A first round game. So yeah. back before six classifications was Wilson's last win over, over Harrisburg. And actually Wilson's only won once at Severance Field and it was back on September 7th, 2013. Um, yeah, so the Cougars went seven and two in the regular season. Uh, six and one in Medpen Commonwealth. Their only losses were to Manheim Township, which we'll get to shortly, and State College. The State College game, I believe Harrisburg played without starting quarterback Sean Lee in that one. Uh, they only played nine games because their first game was in that that Peach Kickoff Classic in Chambersburg. Chambersburg. Mm-hmm. It was against a powerhouse team from Maryland. I think it was Maryland, uh, right. but was delayed and then eventually canceled because of weather. So yeah. Harrisburg had one last game played um, as a result of that. 
And the, the biggest news coming out at the beginning of the year was that they were without head coach Calvin Everett for the first, what would have been the first three games. He ended up just missing those two because of the cancellation. Uh, and during the, the time of his, um, when, when he was missing from the sidelines, they lost one of their two games to Mannheim Township. And Jeff, you were at that game. I was. Tell us about that. Wow. All right. I got to rack my, my brain here. It's been, <laughs> it's been a couple months. Uh, great game. Township just hung around and hung around. Uh, beat them late. Uh, got a turnover late in the fourth. Got a short field. And Hayden Johnson, they're really good junior quarterback. Yes. He's really efficient. Yeah. Uh, hit Asher Wolf in the back of the end zone. Little curl in the corner. Put it right in there on the spot. And they came back and, and beat them. Everett was not there that day, like you mentioned. Uh, Harrisburg was a little out of sorts. Turned it over. Uh, uh, two blocked punts, I think. Yeah, there might have been a blocked punt in there. Uh, I, I should have looked at the box score before I left. But... Might have turned it over on downs once or twice. Township was just opportunistic. Johnson completed a lot of passes. Did you see Township this year? They don't throw downfield a lot. Did you see? No, no. I have not seen them. His passing numbers are ridiculous, but they don't throw like bombs, right. air raid. They do a lot of comeback route routes and a lot of screens slants, and yep. bubbles. So he's only averaging like nine or ten yards per completion or something like that. It's not a lot. But it's a high completion but percentage. It's a really <laughs> high percentage. I mean, he leads the league in completions and attempts and second in yards. It kind of reminds yeah. me of what people said before Tom Brady really became big Tom Brady was when the Patriots used that quick passing game as their running game. There's yeah. no running game in New England. It's all quick passes. That's kind yeah. of what they seem to be doing this like dink yeah. and dunk and quick hitters. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he ex executes it flawlessly. He's an incredible talent for them at Township. And we just saw him, you know, he a week is. plus ago and it was, it was amazing. And the kids and coaches both said that was the best quarterback we've seen this year. Yeah. Heady. Very heady, mm -hmm. efficient kid. Just knows their offense so well. And now that I did rack my brain, they get they did get two punt, uh, punt blocks and, and got great field position. And I believe that's how they got it late fourth. And Township went right in and scored. Harrisburg got the kickoff, got to around midfield, and just you know ran out of time basically. But that was a great win for Township. Yeah, on the road that was to you know to be then the de defending district champs like that at their place. That's a tough place to go in and play. Yeah, and uh, the Cougars uh, had a lot of home cooking this year. Six of their nine games were yeah. at home. Um, we know those games are played on Saturday afternoons, though I believe that might be changing. I think they just installed lights, and they might be changing that for hopefully maybe next year. Didn't hear that. Um, they also redid the turf. They did redid the track. So a lot of things have, have changed this past year. Were, were they new when you were there? I didn't. I don't remember seeing the lights. No, I think it just... Uh, uh, Got completed a few weeks ago, okay, but I, yeah, I wasn't new sure. turf and, and lights. Now, I mm -hmm. yeah. I think they played one night game, or maybe not. I they haven't actually used the lights yet. No, for I don't football. think they have. I don't right. think they've used the lights at least for a football game. Actually, Justin sent me the article over the summer. It was right around the kickoff, like in August, yeah. like right when the yeah. season was starting, nice. announcing the Severance Field um, renovations. And one of them was they wanted to play games on Friday nights nice. so that the lights would be added. But then I was like, oh, good. If we have to play there this year, we can play on a Friday right. night. Yeah. And then nothing came nothing. up about it. And we're playing Saturday at 1. So It's a great um, facility. Oh, love it's it. It's a really love cool it. stadium. Yep. Very cool. Big, a lot of tons of bleacher space and mm -hmm. cool, good turf. 
I like the aesthetics of the the visitor side right by the school. Right by the school I, there. It's really cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool place. Night games will be really cool there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you guys are missing the most important thing. Great concession <laughs> stand. <laughs> they really, <laughs> they, they, some good food there. Yeah. Reading my yeah. mind, Mike, yes. it was the next thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. the, the chicken, the chicken, chicken tenders. fingers uh, or uh, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. they call it. Uh, yeah. Got to get the sauce. Sauce is excellent. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. I like the press box. Yeah. A lot of room up there, a lot of elbow room. <laughs> they have rosters and everything's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's a neat, neat place to watch and cover a game. Yes. So uh, the Cougars are immensely talented. They're the defending District 36A uh, champions. They return their quarterback, who was only a freshman last year. So <laughs> sophomore quarterback Sean Lee, he wears number eight. Uh, like I said, he missed the loss for State College, but he's been very good this year. We talked about a high completion percentage from Hayden Johnson. Sean Lee is completing just about 70% of his throws. He's thrown for over 1,400 yards. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, but he's also a dual threat. He has 52 rushes for 292 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. So he looks really good, but I don't even know that I'd say he's their go-to guy because that seems to be Kyle Williams, yeah. the, the senior receiver uh, who's committed to Temple, I believe. Uh, he is pure dual threat. Oh, yeah. Um, he can line up at running back, wide receiver. He he does it all. He has 75 rushes, 510 yards, nine touchdowns on the ground, and then an additional 39 catches for 511 yards and six touchdowns as a receiver. So um, we, we saw both those guys last year in the uh, district championship loss to them. Another guy we saw last year, unfortunately, back this year is senior running back Makai Hopkins. He's a load. He is a load. Six two two thirty. He wears jersey number seven for the, those of you going to the game you this won't Saturday. Miss him. You won't miss him. Yeah, I mean he is he's yeah he's a beast from running back and his linebacker spot. Um, he's at eight hundred forty eight yards on the season with eleven rushing touchdowns. Uh, I also noticed uh, that he is at least their place kicker. I don't know if he does yes. kickoffs or not. I think he kicks off. He kicks off. They don't kick. A lot of PATs, they usually go for two. He's only two of four on PATs. Uh, I did notice their tendency on two-point conversions, though, is to run versus pass. So um, I'm sure uh, Coach Wolber is very well aware of that fact, but I thought it jumped out there and wanted to mention it. Um, so Lee, Hopkins, and Williams are the big three on offense. Um, any, anything, any other guys to look out for on offense or any anything that you've seen from them? I know you're thinking just from the Mannheim Township game or any film. Yeah. Anything else stand out from the Harrisburg offense? Uh, they, they've got a, a freshman, Jeff. I don't know how much he played against Township. His name is Elias Koch. Yes. And he's yeah. supposed to be big-time player, and I think he's a basketball player too, but uh, he's got 20 catches this year. Mm -hmm. And in a, uh, a preseason or back in July, like a seven-on-seven -seven tournament, I think it was at Harrisburg, but they had some elite teams there. He was the MVP, MVP. of the tournament. Yeah. Wow. I do remember writing his name down a couple of times. Big kid, day. 6'1", 187 receiver, you know, yeah. and he's 14 years old, so he's probably yeah. going to keep growing. Yeah, he wears lucky number 13. He, he just had 20 catches. Six of them were touchdowns. That's pretty good. So, yeah, oh. Elias Koch is uh, another one. And I, I didn't mention Amir Granberry, number six, a senior wide receiver. Uh, he, he gets thrown in there. So they have size. They have speed. They have talent all around. I'm not as familiar with the, the linemen. I don't think they're maybe quite as big as they had been over the last few years. Yeah. We with the when we went there in last year and in 2018 uh, and saw them come to Gursky in 2019, I just, Justin, I just 
see them walk out there and these the size of these kids, yeah, you know, and they've been going to what they went to Texas A&M and Penn State and it just uh, the talent that Harrisburg uh, had and has is, is just uh, is just incredible. And you see why they're the defending champs. And I'm sure most people think that uh, there's a good chance that they could repeat this year. You mentioned uh, uh, you mentioned the Hopkins kid. And I, I wanted to just so people knew looks like a fullback, but runs like a half halfback tailback kid just has. Just a big boy, uh, but when he gets to a hole and finds a hole, he just has his gear, and he can really drag you. And you look up, and he's eight yards down the field. I think he had one twenty-eight rushing last year in the in the district game. Didn't score a touchdown. I think Lee scored both their touchdowns last year on keepers. But the but the Mackay can really pick him up and put him down. Yeah, uh, yeah Hopkins had one hundred and thirty yards against Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I remember he had a big game. Wow. Yeah. So, but it's, I mean, it's not just offense that uh, you have to worry about because they can fly around on defense mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Hopkins, I mentioned, is also a starter at linebacker for them. Uh, but the one that stands out to me defensively is senior defensive end Terrell Reynolds, Reynolds uh, number two. Uh, he's 6'2", 240. He leads the team by far in tackles with 83, which I think was 22 more than the next closest guy. Mm-hmm. 20 of those tackles are for loss, and he has 12 and a half sacks. Wow. An additional 10 quarterback hurries and three <laughs> force fumbles. Tommy Hunsecker, heads up, my uh, man. Yeah, yeah, hey, you might want to know where number <laughs> yeah, two is. Yeah, know where number two is lining up. Oh, he's going to know where he's at. Tommy will know. <laughs> yeah, he'll hear him. You won't have to look far. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Terrell Reynolds uh, – just, I mean, I remember him from last year. Yeah. They had, uh, they, I forget who was opposite him last year, but I remember doing this preview a year ago thinking, wow, how do we slow these guys mm-hmm. down? And of course, most of them are back, which fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, good, great, Reynolds great, had uh, 22 and a half sacks last year. Yep. And I, I saw a quote from Calvin Everett, the Cougars coach. He said that Reynolds is the best pass rusher he's ever coached. Now, if you remember, he coached Micah Micah Parsons Parsons, a few years ago. He's like the best pass rusher in the NFL. So, (laughs) you know, at this, at the same, at this level, at this age, he, he thinks Reynolds is better. Wow. Is Reynolds committed to anywhere yet? I didn't, I should have wrote that down. I didn't. Uh, I I did not see that. Um, I'm sure if he was committed, we would we know about it. You know, we have uh, a few uh, watchers and listeners that are Cougars fans, so I'm sure I'll be getting an email uh, with some information yes. that we missed. Um, uh, and please do, because I want to know everything I can. So if we miss, miss something, please let us know. You know where to contact us. Uh, they have a great defensive backfield as well. Uh, Amir Jones uh, is their second leading tackle tackler, 61, uh, and th- he has three interceptions for them. Uh, Zakai Lewis, uh, another great DB for them. Uh, actually, I think kind of almost like a linebacker, a hybrid strong safety linebacker type player, uh, which I believe is also um, was their quarterback their, or the backup quarterback that played um, when Sean Lee wasn't able to. Um, so uh, you know that he's a great athlete as well. Um, and then a couple underclassmen that stand out on defense for them, Damone Maxwell, the linebacker, and also I believe the op- opposite defensive end from Reynolds is junior Ryan Epps who has uh, 13 tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks as well. Um, you know, we mentioned on offense, the freshman receiver, Coke, they also have a couple sophomores contributing across the the, the, the uh, line of scrimmage and as well deep. Kymir Williams is the one that stood out to me, number three, a sophomore defensive back. He's got 43 tackles and nine for loss. So mm. there's a lot of names that we just rattled off, um, but – 
for all intents and purposes, uh, Wilson fans going out there, if they have a number like 12 and under, expect them to be a ball player because all these guys, <laughs> number eight, number seven, number four, number six, number two, number nine, number five, number three. Um, the only one I think that wasn't 13 or under was uh, Maxwell, who's number 32. So oh. those those lower numbers seem to be the big guys. And no disrespect to the linemen, I just it's hard to quantify in high school uh, unless you're going to watch every film from every game and you have all the list of pancake blocks or yeah. you know blocking scores. I, I can't single out the offensive linemen in particular, um, which near and dear to my heart. But unfortunately, there's not a lot out there for those guys. So they're a fun team too. This is dorky, but this is how I cover things. I go early and watch like warm ups and stuff. I've done that for years. Harrisburg's fun to watch warm up. They don't wear pads. No. Nope. And they kind of like roll their they shirts off. They have the jerseys off, they rolled the up. Yeah. Out, and they're fun to watch warm up. They really, it's it's neat to watch them get ready. Is the Chucky doll back? Uh, or was that a one-year thing? I don't I don't remember seeing that in the okay. township game. No, last year, the Chucky doll was a big thing. That okay. might have been part of that graduating class. I hope yeah. so. That was creepy. I, just, uh, <laughs> I don't know how that got started, but... Let's now, hope Chucky graduated. Now, now, now it's going to be up in the press box. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hope so. It's going to. He's going to be in a seat that says "reserved for Mike Drago." <laughs> well, Justin, if if he's up there, we're going to find out if Chucky can fly. <laughs> cool. um, so anything else to point out from uh, you know Harrisburg perspective? Anything that they did or they do, or a player that we didn't we didn't touch on. You mentioned the ki- the kicking. They're probably going to go for two a lot more often than uh, not. Yeah, you know if they have to punt, they got to get it out of there. Yeah, and while trying to avoid kicking it to you know who at the other end at the same time, um, not a not an overly strong special special teams. Yeah, but- I mean, it, they 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 do well in the returns. It's setting up for um, the the punt has been an issue for them. Punt and kick returns are good. They they have the athletes that can stoke fear in you um but yeah they don't they don't kick extra points a lot they go for two more often a high majority of the time they they attempt two point conversions and uh, they're they're very good at it but yeah we know that the, i mean they kicked to cam last year just they also used his face mask to tackle him um yeah. at, at the end of the game which i know there's still some people stewing about that which i'm sure will come up Many times uh, over the next week as we get ready for the game, which will be Saturday, uh, which will be November 12th, 1 o'clock in Harrisburg. Severance Field for Wilson-Harrisburg, matchup number 10 all time between the Bulldogs and the Cougars. And the winner goes on to the District 36A semis, but the loser is done for the year. So uh, we'll be an early exit and... It's probably been a long time since Wilson didn't win a playoff game when they made the playoff field. So that might be one that we need to go back and, and look at. I'm thinking that mm. could go back a long ways. Well, I'm going to say CD East, maybe. No, that was a, that was the week after Wilson beat Harrisburg okay. in 2015. Okay. Ah. What about when we had to play Township twice a couple of years ago? No, one that one an early game too. That was, too. Second, okay. that that was, was a second, second round. Order. Yeah. Uh, so, winner, winner gets who? Central York and Central York or York William Penn, in which they're York. having a rematch, two games in three weeks between the two of them. So, uh, speaking of which, why don't we just dive in right there and look at the other six A games for those of you watching out there, Wilson Harrisburg fans? Whoever wins that game on Saturday will get the winner of York William Penn Central York. Have either of you seen any of those York teams? No, but LL teams have played Central yes. York, so I've had a 
bone up a little on them. Okay. Central has that Jules Golf. Yes. The running back kid. Mm-hmm. Usually they're like, you know, Probula, throw it 80 mm-hmm. times. But they're more like a running team now with this with this with golf, golf kid. okay. And he's, you know, well over a thousand rush. He lit up Enfield earlier this season. So they can really run the ball. That kind of seems to be their bread and butter right now. Their opponent coming up can really run the ball. Jaheim White yeah, uh, committed to West Virginia. We saw him last year. Um, fantastic offense um, for the Bearcats. Just amazing. Stoner's him, good. Stoner yeah. and White, uh, and their line is big and aggressive. Very good team. Um, very good matchup. That they, they, I think it was just a field goal difference, or I think it was like thirty six, thirty two, or something like something that, like that. Uh, in week ten. Like so. Uh, the rematch happening once again. Well, and, and we said, you know, York William Penn has had a little bit of trouble stopping teams this year, but if they can turn a game into a shootout, hmm. they can be there with anyone as they, as we've seen all season. Um, and ha- playing a team two games in a row, you know, with the week it's in between, tough. It, that's tough, like for, yeah. for both sides. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think they played uh, week ten and eleven a few years ago. Within the last couple of years, oh, that okay. they did, and and without a without a bye week in there. So, mm-hmm. wow, seems to be, yeah, happening, <laughs> yeah, fairly often. So, but that that's the big one for Wilson and Harrisburg, just because whoever wins that game will play the winner of that game. That's the two seven matchup. Uh, but elsewhere, the other part of the bracket. A uh, couple of teams familiar to, to you guys, especially you, Jeff. Uh, in the number one seed was Hempfield. So yep. Hempfield ended up getting the one seed uh, courtesy of, of their eight victories and also their strength of schedule. Oh, yeah. Very brutal schedule for them, Good and that time. propelled them above Central York to get that one seed. They get to play Carlisle, um, who went through the rugged mid-pen uh, to sneak in there at the eight seed. And they popped up here in discussions. They kind of were an eye-opener for us when they smoked Mifflin beginning of the year. Yeah. That was one that we were, you know, were taken aback by. Uh, and Carlisle had a very strong season. They'll be playing Hempfield. Uh, you guys have anything on Carlisle? You have any information on the, the herd? Not much yet. I didn't do a whole lot of digging today. But uh, at least I know they were in last year, so two years in a row for them. Two in a row for Carlisle. Yeah, and... I was a little taken aback when Hemfield got beaten up by Exeter. And that was 44-22. Yeah, they doubled them up. it really wasn't that close. But I thought they got rallied nicely, beat Redding, beat Cedar Crest, and shut out Cedar Crest, put up a good number on Redding, and came back and won the section. That that was a good comeback for those guys, I thought. Um, Strength of schedule. I mean, their losses are to Exeter 10-0 and Central York. Nine and one, yeah, and 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 that that was tied in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Central York got a pick six late to cap it. So good on Hemfield for getting a one seed in six A around here. That's a pretty big deal. That's huge getting home games, yeah. especially now getting home games. So how, how did they end up as one? You picked them to finish third in their section, oh, yeah, Jeff. How about that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go from pick third to win in the section. Yeah. And yeah. uh, getting the one seed, and their two, and again, their two losses were a ten and zero and a nine and one. Probably still taped up in the locker room somewhere. <laughs> shorts in somebody's locker room, taped up. When that was Hempfield's first section championship since they shared it in what oh five? I think it was oh five. Uh, and and outright since the 94. 94. That's the year that that they beat Wilson at Gersey the last Correct. time. Right? Okay, yeah, that would make sense. It's been a long. It's been a long while for those guys. So. Uh, it's their moment. Here they are. 
You know, they got a, they got a shot. They got a winnable game Friday, and then Cumberland Valley or Township, but they already beat Township. Right, so. they already beat Township, and Cumberland Valley's made the rounds uh, amongst the six A crew. Um, Township and Cumberland Valley already played once this Week year. One. Um, and obviously Harrisburg's played Cumberland Valley. Harrisburg's played Manheim Township. Um, you mentioned Hempfield's played Central York. So there's uh, Central York has already played York William Penn. Obviously Wilson's played Township and Hempfield. So yeah. there's a lot, a lot of chances for uh, for uh, repeat games or already seeing repeat games. Yeah. Um, so uh, you said Hempfield winnable game probably should take care of Carlisle this week. But then it comes down to Manheim Township and Cumberland Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, any information on that? How that week one game went? I know Cumberland yeah. Valley ended up winning, but it was very close, very tight, 30, tightly contested. Thirty-one twenty-seven, and that was the rainy night. Remember, it oh, was yeah. lightning. Oh that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. We didn't like get a, the lightning here till later. There was like a forty-five minute lightning delay in that game, and it kind of killed. From what I remember reading, it killed some township momentum, mm. and Cumberland Valley ended up making a big, big play when they came back out and held on and won. They made a bunch. A big plays. Johnson had a huge game. It was like twenty nine for thirty three, for three forty and four touchdowns. Wow! Wow! Uh, you know that's the kind of year that kids had. Um, you know, Township's been itching for a rematch. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> getting they gotta, it. Yeah, they got to go back over there and play in their uh, new new turf surface. Was that was the week one game also at Cumberland Valley? It was. It was the first game in the new. Facility, whatever you want to call it, over there. Yeah, thirty-one twenty-seven back yeah. on August twenty-sixth. So yeah, a lot of big plays, and Kennel had eleven or twelve catches for Township and a couple of touchdowns. So I'd expect the same kind of game there. A lot of points. Yeah, Cumberland Valley scored the last looks like two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, against Township, um, in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, it was uh. 2017 at half, but Cumberland Valley had a 78-yard punt return for a touchdown and a 70-yard pass for a touchdown. Yeah, to uh, so two huge plays. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter uh, signs to Hunter, yeah. and, and Hunter was also the one on the punt return. So, um, yeah, so Cumberland Valley, Manning Township, rematch there. Um, big games across the board in 6A, but... We'll see what happens. Hopefully, Justin and I will be back next Sunday to preview Wilson's next opponent, either Central York or York William Penn. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will make sure to update everyone on the other games as well. But um, we'll we'll start to wrap things up here. But the final few things, we're just going to breeze through a couple maybe um, local teams fighting in the playoffs still. Down in 5A, the big one, as you just mentioned, uh, Hempfield played Exeter in in Week 8. Exeter went on to win uh, LL, I guess that's section two, undefeated 10 0, a week 10 matchup against Mannheim Central in Mannheim, which Exeter ended up winning. And also a thrilling game, a big time game. Uh, They are the number two seed in 5A, and they get to take on seven seed Dover, who just beat Garden Spot in the first round. So uh, you both have seen Exeter play this year. Uh, What do you think Exeter's chances are in 5A? I'm stunned if they're not in the final. Uh, I'm surprised if they don't win it, yeah. even though they're going to have to go to Solanco because I don't think Solanco is going to get knocked off their Probably their not. side of the bracket. Doesn't look that tough, but uh, Exeter, um, tremendous team. You know, maybe 
better than last year. Not even maybe. Their defense is definitely better than last year. I'll say that. Yeah. Their defense is terrific, and um, it's incredible what Matt Bauer's doing there year after year, getting producing these big-time players. That program is just, uh, you know, they always have a D1 guy, you know, big-time players. And, um, and, and, and Joey Schlaffer just – made a couple of huge plays at Mannheim, you know, when they needed it, they were, they'd given up with 17 straight unanswered points in that game. They were, you know, they were down 17, mm-hmm. seven and they came back to win that and they made some big time plays and he was right in the middle of it. He's so an, he's an X factor kid. Oh yeah. No doubt. Uh, you know, you gotta, to, to stop a guy like that, you gotta have one of those of your own and not many people do. No. I so lo- I love their line play. Lash, oh. Falange. Kachese, those those guys are really good. Love their line play. Relax over there. That, that one hurts, Jeff. Yeah, that yeah. one hurts. Five a five a teams have good lines too. No, no, no. I, Kyle Lash was oh, at Lash? Wilson. Oh, yeah, oh, he I was. He and, he and he moved unfortunately, right? and he's one that he's that was really that was good. one that to, yeah, that he, was a tough one to lose. You he know, could he could help help you out. He's a good player. My, Mike's picked him as the defensive player of the week couple, twice, two weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah, that's right. And every time Justin and I are just like, man, what could have been? He's in the backfield a lot. He was amazing at Mannheim. He really, you know, I I don't really like to pick a player two weeks in a row, you know, for something like that, but. I could not pick him. Yeah, he's just, like he's, he was in the backfield more. You know, incredible game from him. More than uh, some of the Manhunt guys. So, yeah, yeah, I like Exeter. I've seen them twice live, and they're they're legit. I like the Rotelli kid. You know, I, he's thrown a couple picks in the second half of the year against some good teams. And, and you he, saw you saw why missing twice this year. I right? saw Yo twice. What? How would yeah. you break that game down? Exeter Y missing. Exeter Yo. I think. Oh, oh now oh, we're getting man. into fantasy oh, matchups. Oh man. Uh, I'm glad we're leaving Wilson wow. out of this. I love why I love Wyo's line though. <laughs> How know. could you not? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe do you think Exeter wins that game? I think that would be a great game. Wyo's got three division one guys on their offensive line. Yeah. What's a, other than St. Joe's Prep or Allentown yeah. Central Catholic? Yeah. When have you ever seen that? Not very rarely. Yeah, over the I years. Mean, you know. Yeah, well, Justin, Joe, I can't. Have, I, have you ever seen maybe uh, maybe those uh, some of those North Allegheny or Pittsburgh Central Catholic right. teams? That, but you're talking, again, you're talking six A, yeah, big those time six A schools that have yeah. thousand kids a grade too. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I really like Yo. By the way, I'm glad I get to cover them. Yeah. <laughs> They're well, fun. We're gonna fun get to, to them momentarily. First yeah. up though is four A, uh, and there's a couple games I wanted to just talk about the teams there. Um, for, the Burks one is up first though. Milton Hershey's traveling to Twin Valley. Um, what did uh, either of you see Twin Valley this year? I have not. N- neither. Uh, yes, got- I saw them. Actually, a great game against Elizabethtown. Oh, uh, they really hung, that was back and forth. They hung in there. Uh, Twin Valley is a gritty team. Um, you know, they only have eight or nine seniors. They don't have quite the explosive athletes that E Town or, or Solanco has. But they hung in there with both those teams. Those, yes. those were both one possession yeah. games. Solanco went ten and zero. Twin Valley. The progress they've made in, in a short time, you know, when your coach gets officially hired the first, second week of July, wow. you're cutting it close. And like, again, you win with seniors and, and Brett Myers doesn't have many seniors. So um, they've been very impressive. And yeah. and their quarterback's in it for another two years, right? right? His, right. his son, is it Evan? Evan, Evan is a sophomore and he's got a younger son that'll probably take over when yeah. Evan graduates. So oh, twi- wow. twi- Twin Valley uh, here to stay, moving right. up um, with like former it. Middletown coach Brett right. Myers. Um, I, 
Don't know much about Milton Hershey at the high school age. We've coached against them at the middle school stage. Always very deep. Lots of kids on the team. Very athletic. But Milton Hershey, Twin Valley, uh, is a key game in 4A that we wanted to hone in on. And the other one, because we mentioned them when talking about Exeter, is Mannheim Central is the two-seat in 4A. They're going to take on 7C York Suburban, who just beat number 10 Donegal. Uh, what What is it to say about the Barons? They are on a roll this year. They got tripped up by Exeter, but that game could have gone either way. Mannheim Central's really rebounded uh, this season. Uh, skill kids are really good, and they're all juniors. Yeah, what was the big one that was causing fits for Exeter and many other teams? Is it Enterline? Enterline. That's Aaron Enterline. Yes. He he played one of the greatest games I've ever seen against Exeter. I mean, he was amazing. They couldn't stop him with a receiver. He had two interceptions. He had a punt return, 70 yards, another long punt return against a really good team. Honestly, it's one of the five best performances I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Zach Hahn, the coach's son. Quarterback. He's an underclassman, right? Junior, like yeah. 26 touchdowns, three picks. Mm-hmm. Bryson Armold's been their guy. He has like He's the running back? Yeah, 1,700 rushing yards. Is he an underclassman? Junior. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they're, so they're set up for, lot, for next year as well. Enterline underclassman too? Junior. Okay, so uh, big junior class yeah, there. Yeah, their other receiver, 30 catches. He's a junior. Um, they got to watch out for this Mikey Benta. Bentavania kid for York Suburban. Did you see what he did against Donegal? He rushed for 380 and six oh, touchdowns. Okay. Just another day at the office. Yeah. He's not going to do that against Man No, he probably will not. But, you know, I'm sure they're going to ride him as long as they can. Central yeah. prides itself on shutting down big backs at home. But, Je- uh, let me ask Jeff, did, did Mannheim consider moving up to 5A? You know, they, they, were, 5A, they were 5A last year and then they came down. But they would have a much better chance in 5A. Would, the final would be, again, them in Exeter. Probably. Because um, in 4A, you got McDevitt. McDevitt is the, and Lampeter. Lampeter, you know. It was probably pick your poison. Are we going to yeah. have to run into Exeter or are we going to have to run into McDevitt? They Oof. came out immediately and said, we're staying down. Like, yeah. Oh, no. that right was. No, it didn't seem like there was any kind of option. Right away. And I messaged Han like that day and I said, what are you going to do? And he said, we're going to stay in 4 he said, we're a 4A. He said, we're the largest 4A in District 3. We're going to stay down. He said, we're always playing up. We're always playing up. We're always playing up. We're going to we're going to play in 4 for this cycle and see where we're at. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate. Most years in District 3, they'd win a 4A championship. But McDevitt's, you know. McDevitt's really good. Yeah. Yeah, they're, geez. Yeah, that, we'll see if that game comes about. LS yeah, that, is tough. that would you be an interesting one. That's LS, sure. is pretty, LS is pretty good. They're in Central's brackets. Mm-hmm. LS is going to have to. Beat Central to get back to their fourth final in a row. Yeah, I, would, I think Central. Mannheim's yeah. a little more explosive. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love LS's upfront play, and mm-hmm. I thought their O line and D line were pretty good against Wyo. Uh, honestly, quite frankly, but. yes. I, I, I never that game was never in doubt for why I'm missing, but LS made them work for it. Right, they hung around, and I did. To me, LS didn't look. Physically imposing, so for them to be able to do that against yeah. what you know, why missing's trotting out. Yeah, I thought despite twenty-one nothing final score, I was impressed by what LS was there and able to do uh, to think that they can make some noise in that in that four A field. Well, and that's that's probably the best game that Wyo had all year. Oh, like, like trying to think like well, through other than the first half, the first half against Berks. Like, yes, like, yes, yeah. you're right. But, you're right. Yeah, I figured, and we all kind of figured that would be the case too. 
All right. Well, speaking of the Spartans, they're yeah. going to kick off their playoff run just like Wilson this Saturday. Why missing? We'll host a game on Saturday against uh, a Berks County foe, Hamburg, Yay. who uh, beat number five Upper Dauphin this past uh, playoff week. Hamburg, why missing this Saturday? What do you guys think about that matchup? I, I think, think Ohio wins. <laughs> I think if I don't know if there's time, but I think Hamburg should play up to four A right now because <laughs> they'd have they'd have a be- just as good a chance. I mean, Ohio's just they're a monster. They're they're, they're so well. They're so fundamental. So so disciplined, uh, smart. I mean, and it's not just big guys. You know, they the big, they do have great size, but they do so much else mm-hmm. so well, and they have the support guys around their big linemen. To make it all work, it's just yeah, and it's, amazing. And we were talking to Wolfram after the LS game, and he just kept going on and on about their defense and just, well, just and, how they're just stopping people cold. They are. They look at the numbers; yeah. it's ridiculous. They're yeah. they're giving up six point nine points a game. I mean, this isn't nineteen seventy. You know, yeah. th- that's what you know. Back then, the good teams gave up seven points, eight points a game. Now, in the era of you know all these wide open offenses and and Seven right. on seven practices all summer where the offenses get so sharp mm. for them to be giving up a, less than a touchdown of the game. Plus, most of that is coming the fourth quarter when their starters are right. Out. Yeah, they, really they've cool. given up maybe three. The first team's given up maybe three touchdowns all year. Mm. Right. I was going to say that's skewed because the first unit is is probably giving up half that yeah. amount. I mean, uh, they, they may not give up a point in the district tournament. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised in three weeks if that were the case. Uh, you know. And I like Hamburg. And Hamburg yeah, can they're score. explosive. They can they're get up down the field and forty-four the points a game. They have a great yeah. back. The quarterback is smart, but you know if they can score a touchdown, that would that'll be really good. Seriously, yeah. I hate to say that, but that's how good Wyo yeah. is. Yeah, Wyo's on a phenomenal run. So I might get to uh, check them out on a Saturday here in the future again. I got to do two games, which was great. I think there's uh, something like you know, forty-eight and three the last. Yeah. Three years and two of the losses were in a state final. You yeah, know. right. <laughs> and that team and that team is up in four A now. Right, I mean, right. It's there. I hate right. to say that now. They haven't played a district game yet, but it's it's there. Well, I, it's I, there for them. So they should Wyoming missing beat Hamburg, they'd have to play the winner of Lancaster Catholic West Perry, which West Perry denied the opportunity of Bruce Harbuck Bowl Volume Two oh. here. Um, didn't get to see Schuylkill Valley and Lancaster Catholic tangle again. Um, so West Perry, Lancaster Catholic, you don't think either of them would stand a chance up against why I'm missing either? No. No. Although I hear West Perry's pretty good, um, but, yeah. Why is just the machine right now? Yeah, I think so. And they're playing at home, and now, you know, they're going to be totally focused. It's a long season, and when you're that good and you're not challenged, you can drift. And they, they did once or twice at, at Wiser. Uh, they, they fell behind 3 nothing, and in, at Burke's Catholic, which played its best game of the year. Mm-hmm. It was a, they they were down three points at halftime, and then they came out in the second half and they scored every time they had the ball. You know, so uh, now that it's the postseason, they're going to be mentally into it. And good luck. Yeah, yeah. If they see it now. They know what's out yeah. there. So then, outside of district play, I'd assume then Wyo's biggest test in the state tournament, Danville. Danville was going to be my question. Eastern was it going to be Danville? Could it could be? Uh, the, uh, I don't know anything about Bell Vernon other than that they were ranked number one to start the year. They've had at least one loss, lost like week two or three. But, okay, but, was it early? And that's when Wyo moved into number one. But okay. it seems like Bell Vernon's been kind of picking up some steam lately. 
and may you know may be a leg- legitimate team. They're so. the Whippeal team, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So that okay, because yeah, Central Valley have been the team at three out of the Whippeal the last two years. Now everyone I, at the beginning of the year, everyone was talking about Bell Vernon and uh, why missing jumped them after their early season loss. I forget who they lost to. Bell Vernon? Mc- yeah, was it? McKees- it was another ranked team. Was I it McKeesport or some? I, I think, saw Central I think, Valley. I think just you're lost. right. I think it's McKeesport. Yeah, Central, Central Valley, Valley lost, lost to to Aliquippa. Aliquippa. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So. Final thing here, um, it, don't have much to say about 1A. They already had their district championship game. Steel High destroyed Fairfield and, and went won their third straight uh, district championship. But in, in 2A, I just wanted to mention it because I was really impressed. I haven't seen them in, in person, but reading over their scores, looking at uh, the game write-ups, Anvil Cleona, yeah. the one seed in 2A, uh, taking on uh, number three Trinity in that district championship game. Uh, AC seems to really have it going on, and they've got a playmaker of their own. Yep, Phoenix Music. Phoenix Music. <laughs> Our guy, uh, he went over the 2,000-yard rushing last week. Impressive. Uh, at, at least the fifth kid in LL history to do that. I've been yeah, searching. you had the list. I keep finding people. I keep getting messages from coaches. Our kid did Our kid did <laughs> I keep forgetting. Um, and I, I'm going to go to that on Friday, actually, because it's a title game. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Music's been great. 2,062 yards rushing. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're a niche team. They're a veer team. They run the ball, come stop us. And they've, you know, 3,000 plus rushing yards as a team. Uh, they've been really good. Good strength of schedule. Should have probably beaten Lancaster Catholic. Right. Had a two-point conversion on the last play of the game and missed it. Uh, and they lost, uh, and, and they led Elko big at the half, and, and Elko came back and won in the second half. Ooh, they were a couple touchdowns up on Hamburg, I think, early, and Hamburg came uh, back. That's right. Mm-hmm. So their losses are all shoulda, coulda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Trinity's pretty good. I know they're yeah. seven and five. Well, seven, at one of Trinity's losses is to Roman Catholic, who yeah. uh, who who beat Wilson yeah. in week one. I think it might have been actually a little closer than the Wilson It was score. the very next what? week. It was the right. next yeah. week, But yeah. that game got stopped early. Yeah, too. it did. It was, Trinity it was lost to Y missing as well. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who's making up the schedule at Trinity, I but know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you might want to find somebody else yeah. for next year. <laughs> Hang on. They want those don't PowerPoints. Take, I guess. Don't take that call. <laughs> they have what, six six wins or whatever? But yeah, good yeah. good strength of schedule. That'll be a fun game. I'm anxious to see uh to see that cover a total game on Friday. Say, Jeff, does it seem to you that Joe's fishing for information oh, before he makes his picks <laughs> this week? You know, because he's you know, he wants to hold on to first place Maybe. and he's trying to Central you know, York, York. What yeah. do you guys got on? Yeah, what are you guys? What are you guys thinking? <laughs> what what spread can you give me here? I'm not a spread guy. I'm not a spread. I can't. I, that's funny. I know we talked about this. Uh, there's some places that had, or maybe they still do, and I just haven't seen it. Put would put spreads on high school games. On yes. well, the, uh, Where are they getting this uh, information from? Harrisburg Patriot Penn Live used is to that, do that. Is that who it was? I had, I had oh, to yeah. use the pick off. The yeah, I, uh, God bless I, you, App. I don't know how you do that stuff. Yeah, I, I really didn't care oh, for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah. That's tough. They, they publish lines on high school games, and uh, I don't... Who's in charge of setting that? That's what I, well, I think the beat writers would do it, yeah, right? They usually did it. Yeah. I didn't know if this was a born power index. Uh, <laughs> and I don't really understand that stuff because I'm not a gambler. Like, when I'm watching it, they're like, plus 130. I'm like, plus what, what, is what, that? what does that, that mean? mean? Like, I don't know what that means. And even in football, like, plus three. <laughs> I'm like... So what are you telling me? It's already I can do nothing? the point. <laughs> I, I I don't. The point that. spreads are easier than like the money line and things like that. But yeah, I, I, I'm not a gambler. That was always yeah. That was always a wacky one to me to see point spreads on on high school games. Yeah. Like who? 
So are people betting on this? Well, I, I mean, people are betting. I just find it a little distasteful. I don't think we should be promoting it. Put it that I'm, way. I'm cool with picking winners, you know. Yeah, straight that's, up. Who's going to win? I don't, I don't care what the score is. I picked Wilson to win. I don't care if you win 3-0 right. or 38-7. to seven. Right. I think Wilson's going to win. That's how I. You talking about that. Saturday afternoon? You're picking thirty-eight to seven. Wow, far yet? Interesting. I mean, just in general, Jeff. Just remember, we don't want you to pick <laughs> Wilson. That's not what we <laughs> want. It's not what we want. I'm picking Wilson. I, I pick Wilson to win every week. That's a week. tough one. I haven't circled anything yet. I, I swear, but that, that's that's tough, man. You know what I noticed? I went back and looked at the box score from last year, and I know Jaden had a mm-hmm. big game. Cam had no, like no offensive stats last year in that game. No he, he rarely played. He, he didn't play he played, too he had, much like, six offense. Catches. He he played some or wide six, receiver. Six, six tackles. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. He he was mostly um, returner and DB. Yeah. Um, a little bit here and there on offense. Once they got into the identity of run and then run some more, mm-hmm. it kind of wasn't necessary. Yeah, it was really just Jaden. It was Jaden and Brad. Jaden and Brad. They just they didn't use him much on on offense last year. Just they, you know, and his his role has been altered this year. It wasn't really yeah, a lot. Um, he was expected to be more of the wide receiver threat, but then injuries at the beginning of the year kind of mm-hmm. forced him into the role, and he's really uh he's really grabbed a uh, grabbed a hold of it, which doesn't surprise us. He came up as yeah. a running back. He played some time at quarterback, but I mean, he's just such a superb athlete. Yeah. Uh, that was the last thing on my list is just to talk about Cam because I know you both have seen him multiple times in person and uh, you've been keeping track of his return stats and what he's able to do the last two years. I mean, he's still sitting at this year. He has six punt returns, five of them five he scored. I did the Mifflin game and I was anxious to watch him play tailback and he looked the part, absolutely looked like a shifty tailback slasher kid. And I like how he just kind of, reads you know his vision is phenomenal knows when to spin knows when to jump in a hole he's yeah he's fantastic athlete yeah well i mean justin had an encounter with uh an opposing uh yeah it was just a guy near me uh last week or at the vanheim township game was just like kept asking me like how you know he he's where's he going and like he he called a buddy during the game you know he was working the game too and he he's calling a buddy during the game he's like this cam jones is killing us like and yeah. I, you know i'm i'm just enjoying it but usually i'm up there and you know you give the the nod and you just kind of keep to yourself but mm-hmm. this guy kept asking me questions about cam and he's like tell cam he's a real deal i was like i'll i'll make sure to do that he okay, used, so he used other language that i wasn't going to repeat but <laughs> he doesn't um, want to hear it right he's I'm, the most humble kid and i even hated to ask him after the mythical game i'm like dude they punted you the ball again and he's like yeah 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 they did I, yeah it's like yeah it's you know i got a good block what do you want me to say right i was <laughs> in know? the in the township game and we talked about this a little bit after the game but at that one point when when Wilson had gotten stopped inside the like inside the five, really inside like the one, um, and then Mannheim Township had third and long from inside their own five, and I'm like, oh my gosh, if we can get a stop here, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to directional punt it out of bounds because they'd been pretty good with uh, not kicking anywhere near him or honestly even Eddie, hmm. you know, and they had this the punt the kicking game to be able to do that. But I was like, what are they going to do from the end zone? Well, they ended up converting and getting out to midfield before Wilson got it back. But I, I was really intrigued because, you know, sometimes when it, when a team's out near midfield, okay, they're not going to put it anywhere near them. They're going to go for it, you know, like all that stuff. But 
from the end zone, what are you going to do? Like, what what are you going to do with that punt? Because, um, yeah, anytime it goes back there, you think he's got a shot. So Pretty much. Pretty amazing what he's done. Let, let me ask the two Wilson experts here <laughs> about Camp's career. I mean, is he a top 10 all-time Wilson player? Well, it's, it's interesting because this stood out to me when uh, you did the 10 questions with um, Krakona a couple weeks ago, and he, he – I think the question was who's Without the best hesitation, who's the best Wilson like player and of he, all time. Yeah, he like, said Cam Jones. Now, obviously he's on the team with Cam and he's in his class. They played together for years. And he can't remember Kerry Collins. Right, right. Or, or but, or, right, or, exactly. Yeah, probably, but, right, Chad Henney. But man, you know. he's he's gotta be up there. We went through the season stats last week and you know, he has twenty some touchdowns and just this season, you know, it, the returning stuff last year. I keep joking with Joey. Maybe, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll get count all county returner this year. Um, he didn't get it last year. No, he did no. not. <laughs> not. Not that. Not that I'm <laughs> bitter. Brooks, the not, Brooks coaches. I, I, yeah, it, not that, not that I'm bitter over this, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but well, like, right. he's an all all state player, but wasn't wasn't good right. enough seven, in the county. Seven. Right, but but. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to quantify. Like, yeah. but in that township game last week, um, you know, the first drive they were able to go down the field, and you know, they they got some. The defense shirt up um, there, but in the second half, it was completely different because Cam started going from side to side, and um, I forget the receiver's name for township, but it, it was a completely different game. Cam traveled, and he he does it on defense. He's dynamic on offense, and he's even more dynamic as a special teams player. Like it, it's just crazy. Yeah. When you're talking all around athletes, I don't know that you can find one better. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to ju- jump into recency right. bias and this is happening right now in front of our eyes, but all around player at, you know, he's not going to have the stats as a lot do because on defense teams don't throw his way. No, they like, it's it's amazing what he's been able to do, uh, especially these last two years. The the return stuff is is what has shot him through the roof, because uh, people aren't supposed to be able to do that. You're not supposed to have six opportunities on punts and take five of them to the house for a score. Like that doesn't happen. So well, yeah, what he's been able to accomplish, it did. Mike, honestly, when I you know you had let me know you were writing back Krakona, and I gave you a few pictures for that, and. When it came out and I read through and I saw that question came up and he jumped right right in, you know, it seemed like just, they're just words, but I was like, I can see Nick saying without hesitation, oh, absolutely. Cam Jones, absolutely, a hundred percent, knowing knowing uh, knowing Nick, and and you know, you, you step back and think about it, and you're like, does he have a point? Is yeah. like, where is well, he on the, the all time? Right, and and it's one of those where you you can make you can make a really strong argument that he's up there, and like you said, there's some guys who are just you know. What Carrie Carrie ended up with like forty some thousand NFL passing yards. Well, you know, and don't forget, like, Carrie was drafted by two pro sports. Right, he right, was drafted right. in the by Major League Baseball, baseball team. Yeah. So you know, right? Yeah, he's, like, he's on the short list. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. And you know, you just think of you know Chad. I know and Chad won a state medal in track, right? Right, right. Did, which yeah. is oh, which right. is crazy. Uh, did, did they set was that the county record uh, for by? Uh, I think they did. Yeah, and I well, and I, I think four. that group was. They've. I think they've all been inducted into the Wilson. Yeah, because like, Chad now. was a great oh. track athlete yeah, right. as well. You know, he can right. really run well, and basketball and baseball yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Um, I remember the the junior high baseball stories of where the 
where Bulldog is now and that parking lot was uh the, the was like Central the Junior High Central baseball, field. baseball oh, yeah. field and he hit it down to where the JV baseball field is now <laughs> like you know just monster shots um and yeah it's just uh so th- there are some of those guys and it's hard to compare but Cam Cam works his work has certainly worked his way into that discussion. Well, plus he's uh, I mean a long snapper too. Is he still doing that? He doesn't do that anymore. Okay, he did no, last he year. He did last he's an year. Yeah. Because la- yeah. yeah, he was a four-way, four-way all yeah. all league pick last year. Mm-hmm. And he could be this year in section 1 defensive uh, back of the year and offensive back of the year and probably outstanding back. <sighs> Could be and and yeah. first team kick return. I mean, because he's leading the yeah. lead, the leading the section in rushing. Yeah, you know? he should be first team running back. I would think. Yeah, but I mean, the the yeah. specialty boards, he could get three of those, yeah. and that's you know. There's no thousand yard backs in section one yet. No. Hopefully, Cam is weird. by this time next 35 week. Thirty five yards. Thirty five yeah. yards. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll get that. Yeah, and 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 he didn't play the position at, against Roman Catholic. He only had a few carries against Penn Manor and McCaskey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean that that game against Manham Township was like a, a kind of a breakout for him as at running back. You know, we all saw him he was able to do it and he was having a good season regardless, but to rush for almost 250 yards in a game against a quality opponent like that that was a yeah, that was a big one. So, um so- I, I'll, I'll, let me give you guys. I'll give you guys a, your homework assignment. Okay. <laughs> Work on your like all time top ten or fifteen, and it'd be, I'll, I'll write about it. It'd be a great story, for, you know, to like who are the you know the elite maybe. Pick the top eleven. It's a good nut football number. Good top football number. Greatest yeah. eleven football players in Wilson history. What you're Camp's doing gotta here, be right there. What you're doing here, Mike, is trying to get us in trouble. Is what you're trying to <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Doug would never do this, you know, because then coaches hate that. Well, we've gone through a few of our top all time in the. It's an off season thing. We do that um, with Paul and. We've done quarterbacks and we've done running backs. Ooh. I wasn't uh, here for the quarterbacks. You, yeah, one, you missed the quarterback. I, I was, I was like relieved. I, w- I was relieved. I missed that that one. I was here for the running backs one, and I was so anxious. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we ended up we we did a top five, but we ended up talking about like tw- at least twelve guys. Um, but we ended up picking our top five, and we were all pretty much in this the same, you know, the same ballpark about it. I thought quarterbacks was a little little bit easier. Um, Running backs was tough. We probably will attempt to do receivers or tight ends mm. and then maybe generic defensive players. We got a lot of flack when we did running backs about we had to do offensive line, but that's <laughs> just so <laughs> that's that's really tough. Now you that's could do a really show tough. just on the tight ends you've had in this program. Uh, right. Oh that's gosh, yeah. Yes. yeah oh, so yeah. it's something, but um, you know, <laughs> we're talking about all time greats, you know, you bring up, you mentioned where does Cam Jones rank? And you're giving us homework for that. Um, but you mentioned Chad, obviously, and we talk about, you know, oh, these guys didn't see Kerry Collins play. These guys didn't see Chad play. They weren't even born. <laughs> or they were like one. Yeah. Which is right. it's hard to believe makes us feel really old that uh Yeah, every you know, day. <laughs> <laughs> that uh yeah, the seniors on this Wilson team were maybe one, maybe not even born when when Chad was playing last. Wow. Uh, at, at Wilson. At Wilson, which and honestly he was what fall of 03, and these guys are all 17, 18, so mm. probably not even born when Chad was oh playing at gosh. Wilson. So yeah. Time doesn't stop. So 
unfortunately the show has to stop we, we've made it over our hour we're now the bulldog hour plus nice. um we, maybe we can get a deal with disney or something like that um <laughs> but i appreciate you guys coming out sure. especially coming here to the studio i know it, it can be a drive or a it was grueling <laughs> yeah, tough, you know. tough for you mike the I price know. of gas these days joe <laughs> I, you know i have to cut back on this uh, but we do appreciate you joining us sure. it was a great discussion um love to talk the playoffs uh, great wilson harrisburg preview at the beginning and i like filling it in and talking about all the uh, you know burke's ll teams still alive fighting for district playoffs uh we'll have to do it again appreciate it sure um maybe we'll get you on in an off-season show we can come up with some fun topic uh that's uh sure to bring about debate all-time greatest wilson, wilson defensive ends <laughs> no. we start talking defense you're going to hear from ernie real yeah fast. yeah I'll ernie's going from ernie ernie's <laughs> going to find right. you on the field if he, if he did that's all right <laughs> we'll send him your way cool all right so uh mike jeff thank you so much again you're appreciate welcome. it uh, justin any final words from you before we head out of here um just real quick we gave the shout out i think last week um to yes. the boys water polo team girls water polo also won state title this yes. week this wow. also beating north penn this one was at north penn uh, first first championship for the girls in a long time um congratulations and to coach l and the ladies first first time for both boys and girls since the t- early 2000 that's what i, I read yeah i didn't i didn't I know when it was but I, so. I saw somewhere that was 2001 so yeah so yeah, congratulations to the water polo program boys mm-hmm. and girls and also um two two district runner-ups yeah. uh girls volleyball and field hockey yep Two um, wait, both close, of those were excruciatingly close very games. great matches and games yeah. um fortunately wilson um came up just short but incredible matches and both teams are still alive, yeah, in, still the, alive. Yep. in the state tournament so um yeah so great great time oh and the, the veterans dance yes uh, which just happened 20th huge, anniversary huge turnout it looked like which the, is awesome because i know that's been tough like the last couple of years with just the way things were crazy so great turnout so that was awesome too yeah so all right. Well, I think that is it from us. We, we will be back uh, one week from now, Sunday, November 13th, for um, episode 18 of our eighth season here at the Bulldog Hour. Uh, but for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Until next time, remember, go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.